Grace and peace. You're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians pray and think about race in ways that are biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, previous episodes, and more. Grace and peace. My name is Austin Suter, joined today by Isaac Adams in New Orleans, Louisiana, of all places. Nolens. So it's very good to be here. Isaac, we wanted to talk today about diversity and hiring diversity. Mm. And this can happen in a number of settings, and we don't want to just pigeonhole the conversation into one. So I'm thinking of Christian business people or pastors, others who understand diversity to be a good thing, want more diversity, want diversity of leadership. And so they decide we are going to hire someone to make this place more ethnically diverse. Mm. Good idea, bad idea. Oh man, like so many things, it depends. Um, Overall, good idea, great idea. Uh, And I think anyone doing this is doing this with... uh, the intent that we would see behind the, the the hope that we have in Revelation, where uh, they want, uh, and let's just start with kind of our our main lane churches. They want to be something like that, even if it's a dress rehearsal for that last day. They want to they want to represent uh, the work Christ has done in uh, reconciling man not only to God but man to each other. Uh, so there's that, but there are some real pitfalls, and I think one just on one exciting note. Um, is that even United We Pray's work has started to kind of uh, reach into the Christian workspace, uh, and let's just call it the workplace, uh, which I never thought it would be going, but just working with more companies on thinking through this kind of thing. And I think it's an important thing to think through because um, like anything, um, people think about DEI trainings and things like that, or they're like, ah, oh, well, now is this, to, to think about hiring diversely, am I now incorporating uh, a lot of ungodly ideology into what we're thinking through and all that stuff? But I think there is a redemptive way to think about it, certainly for the church, and even that would extend to the workplace. Like so many things, as I think about it, there's, there's ditches on both sides of the road that you could fall off of. Mm-hmm. I think when you're considering hiring diversity, making your place, your staff, your organization, your church more diverse by hiring someone— it's as important how you do it as anything else. Yes. Right? And yes. And why you're doing I mean, is it... Why too? It, yeah. yeah. Is it strictly just so, hey, we want to look more like that college brochure. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yes. It's one of my go-tos because it's, it's just... It's perfect. It's just such... It's just uh, like, hey, everyone smile and now we can feel better about ourselves. Um, and honestly, I'm more concerned with what's going on into the thinking and the care for that individual. Is your organization even ready to receive that kind of individual? And it's a really unfair burden. And you're very good at pointing this out, Austin, to place on someone to say, Hey, you come here and fix all our racism problems. And no one's going to say that, but sometimes that can be the, um, the, unintentional or unspoken kind of effect of like, okay, this was our diversity hire. Beyond that, that person being hired faces a lot of challenges, even in other employees thinking of like, you're only here because of that. You must not be qualified. Right. And I mean, yeah. So I think that that stands on its own. So, and just to pitch two things before I forget them uh, in the show notes, you can listen, especially when we were talking with um, 
a fellow, some fellow black pastors about wrong and right ways to go about hiring a black pastor. That would be of interest to folks. So we'll throw those in the show notes. And I appreciate you pointing it out. If you're hiring someone to make your organization more diverse and fix all of your racism or lack of diversity or whatever the problems are, that's putting an unfair burden on them. The other side of that ditch is never hiring someone that's right. of another ethnicity, that's say, right. because you're sort of pining after this perfect vision of preparedness that right. you never actually get to. Right. There is just, I mean, it's, um, it's going to be risky on any level and that's okay. And I think the more you communicate with the individual uh, and the more you communicate with your own staff and with yourself and obviously with the Lord, uh, you've got to trust God with this. And I think it's, uh, and just to be super clear, because we don't want to sound like the guys who are saying you need this ideal state of enlightened preparedness to do this, um, I think it's a great thing to desire and a great thing to pursue, just to be super clear. Uh, and beyond that, um, I said it like this when, you know, at Iron City Church, we recently hired a Hispanic music director who's done a phenomenal job. He's so good. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Salvador, right? He's done a phenomenal job. And what I told the staff was, listen, uh, we're not hiring him because he's this, Hispanic. Um, we're not hiring him because he's this, but we are thrilled that he's this. And I think that's a, a, a fine thing to delight in and just be like, hey, we are thrilled that he's this and what that perspective will bring to our team, bring to our church. And Salvador has, has only gone above and beyond in that category. Yeah, he's been so good. So as we think about um, even just desiring diversity, are there some some principles you can think of that you would encourage people to to hold on to or to keep central? As I, it's a leading question, yeah. I ask because I think folks are realizing that if you're going to have a truly diverse culture, you need diverse leadership. Yeah, and if you've got monolithic leadership and you you want diverse culture, you know, assimilation more than diversity is possible. Mm. So. What other principles are important to keep in mind here as people think about diversifying their staffs or their organizations? Th that makes a lot of sense, and that that is definitely right to be thinking about. Other principles, I find it interesting, you know, folks in this in this conversation, they always kind of, the first kind of instinct is like, well, I don't want to compromise on my standard. And there's something that always rubs me when folks say that. And the reason why is because it was like, I think it's the assumption that you would have to compromise. Uh, I think all that's really doing is showing how small your 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 pool is that you're drawing from. And I think that should probably speaks more to your network and your own community than it does the number of qualified applicants. Now, for sure, it's hard. I understand because, you know, this is the one of the great uh, damaging effects of even just a kind of de facto segregation is just our worlds are separated. I only know two candidates. I might not hire either of them. Uh, and you got to do a lot of work and it's just going to take a lot of work to overcome those hurdles. And so, but I would just say, yeah, don't compromise on the standard because that only sets that individual up and confirms that narrative. Yeah. You really shouldn't be here. Right. Right. So I just, I don't love that, but I also equally don't love the assumption that you have to compromise. Uh, second thing I would say, man, pray about it. I mean, this is United We Pray, and it's, it seems so obvious. But I don't just mean pray about it one day and 
Okay, nothing happened, but keep banging on heaven's door for that hire and just be like, this is a what we want to infuse into the culture of our workplace, be it, you know, vocationally Christian or not, is this desire. And in the kind of vocational Christian spaces or even just Christian companies that aren't churches, we recently uh, were brought in to do some kind of training on this and, and help them think through this. And they were like, you know, we were talking to the leader and he was like, honestly, I thought you were going to come and just give us 18 things to do. And not that I'm opposed to that, but he was like, the fact that y'all came and said, pray about it. And now his company is praying about it for a year. And I just think that's just beautiful fruit of that time. But it also, I think really showed it's like prayer. Time has a way of testing the genuineness of our desires, right? That's what Cam Pugh, one of the pastors at Iron City, who's here with us in New Orleans always says, time has a way of testing the genuineness of our desires. So I wonder before you just go higher, before you read all the books, if your organization just prayed about it, your church just prayed about it, it's like, we would like this to look different for all the right reasons, hopefully not the wrong ones. And so let's ask God for it because he's ultimately in control of where he is moving folks around the world and around churches and around networks. So those two I would give as as cautions. That's really good. As, as you think about an organization sort of evaluating their own readiness for diversity. Mm. What are some diagnostics we can do to just see how ready we are? Because I'd imagine there's scenarios all the time where maybe we weren't as ready as we thought we were. Yeah. There. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think of uh, John Talley. I know spoke to this well in that one episode with the pastors. Uh, so I would, I really would commend folks to listen to that. No, I, in the context of church, I mean, there's, you can always bring in guest preachers and friends and that sort of thing and see right. how folks respond. Yep. For as much strife as has happened in church and society at large the last few years, I do think it has had a clarifying effect on just sorting people Yeah. and showing— yeah. Just like, this is where they're at. Right. Like, assumptions we might have had 10 years ago, even if they were wrong, those have been exposed now. Yeah. Well, and one thing I would add is if you do know folks of whatever minority demographic you're trying to hire for who know your company, be like, can you give me an honest read? Yeah. Do you think we're ready? <laughs> like, do you think knowing the culture of our company, like, do you think we will be serving people in this or doing them a disservice? And you say, I promise not to respond with any kind of sinful anger. What do you think of our readiness? Because, I mean, I even, my own dear mother even said, you know, Keep in mind, a lot of white churches think they're further along than they are. And because it doesn't take much to undo and really discourage someone uh, in that kind of setting when you're the minority. Yeah. I mean, the the potential for hurt and heartache are certainly higher just from the minority standpoint. But then add the pastor component, too, if that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, pastoring is a hard, lonely job. Mm -hmm. And to put somebody in that job in a church that might not want them, mm -hmm. I mean, what an unkind thing to do mm -hmm. to that pastor and his family. Yeah. And I think another thing I want to encourage folks to keep in mind when you're thinking about hiring diversely is you got to be clear and they got to be clear about what does success look like? What is the goal? Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because um, I mean, what are we talking about here? Also, are we talking about quotas that are nowhere to be found in scripture? Uh, you know, so, and that's where I, 
in talking with this one company, we were saying, listen, think of it more like a spectrum. On one hand, you just have a business, right? And they can hire as much as they want and they get the the fancy looking brochure. Um, and maybe you say that's success, right? But in reality, those people don't love each other. They don't know each other. And, you know, this group doesn't even really have a seat at the table. And But, man, they make our website look good. On the other hand, you have family on the other end of the spectrum. And the reason I bring up this spectrum from business to family is because you know, what does it what does success look like in a family? It's really hard to put benchmarks and data points on love. For instance, do you have a success do you successfully love your wife? Well, love is really hard to measure. And if we're actually trying to get at kind of heart issues, love justice, mercy, and and let that be the culture of our workplaces and churches, uh, we're going to have to do more than just hire people in a kind of business-like straight way. Uh, and though, so, so I say this because if you're just trying to hire diversely so we can hit these, these quotas, I think that you're driving at that with the wrong mindset, especially for a church. I think what you really want to think about is, okay, this is a family and how, what is the culture of this family like? Uh, what is the love looking like in this family? And that's a lot harder to measure. So you can't, how do you measure love in a church? Yeah. It's just, you can't, and Paul says you're abounding in it, keep abounding in it, but you can't measure those things. And Jesus says, hey, we want to get at the deeper matters, not just the external things that man looks upon, but the deeper matters. Are we, so in that sense, Austin, a church in the middle of, you know, Brother sitting here with us from Arkansas, and it's just like in the church in the middle of somewhere in the middle of Arkansas that's predominantly white. If they're thinking about this well and training themselves well and training the next generation well and be like, this is the way our our community looks, uh, probably for some historically sinful reasons. We're doing everything we can. I am pleased with what's going on there insofar as they're aiming to be faithful and equip. And I think they'd be the first ones to say, we'd love to hire more diversely. But here's where we're at. And I think that's a good thing to keep in mind to not just think about it like strictly like, oh, we're just a business and we need to implement these DEI things. Even though I think there are things to be learned there, I'm sure. So at one level, you mentioned earlier the folks being resistant to hiring diversity because they say they don't want to compromise on their standards. One of the reasons that bothers me so much is because we're always encouraging people to read broadly – both historically, ethnically, culturally, because different people from different places in different situations and different cultures think to ask different questions. Mm. And your understanding and your experience are enriched the more of those kinds of voices you get, the more opportunities you have to get your own ideas cross-examined. In the same way, if I'm running a business from a purely mercenary standpoint, I want diversity Mm -hmm. because I think it's going to make things better. Mm -hmm. It's Um, a strength. It's a strength in and of its own. Now, I don't – Austin the Christian yeah. uh, wants to make sure that if I'm trying to do that, I'm putting people in good situations mm-hmm. and not asking too much of them, not being unfair to them. But it's it's not a, it's not an act of charity. Yeah. We somehow have to get that out of our thinking that this is a cha- – like, oh, look at us. Aren't we being charitable? Like, I mean, it's just – this is a weakness here. And we need someone to actually be charitable to us in this regard and take a bet on us. 
And, you know, we have lots of resources and episodes about what it's like to be that individual trailblazing. And I think some people are built for that and some people aren't, and that's okay. Yeah, no shame in that. I mean, yeah, just considering your own, yeah, emotional resiliency and tolerance for... Yeah, but you can be, just going back to the company side of things, what we don't want are folks crippled by fear. What we're just trying to say is here, you might actually, you might have more success and I think success is a fine thing to pray for. Just like yeah. Abraham serving, he's like, go find Isaac a wife. Dude, it's like, Lord, give me success, please. <laughs> right. Like, how is this going to work? Uh, and there he finds her, right? Uh, and so, um, yeah, man. So I say all that to say, um, we just, I think this will give some wisdom to folks, hopefully. Um, but it's a good desire and a right thing to do and just thinking about uh, all the ways, yeah, but you have to, and then you have to be willing for that person to shake things up, for that person to have a real seat at the table, for their diverse perspective to not just be heard, but applied, listened to, followed through, and to actually hand them real authority and to, and be like, and pass it out and be like, here you go. Right. Right. And I've, I've seen this process fail at multiple points, but I'd say more often than not, that's, that's the one. Do you want actual diversity or do you want the appearance of diversity? Right. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, because we are wired that way as humans, we would like to appear to be doing the good work. And that's why I'm getting at the kind of deeper level of like, you can't, if you're just going to think like a business, you probably want to think more like a family. And things take a long time to change in families. Yes. And churches are certainly, by definition, families. And so you got a lot of work ahead of you. I think something else we've been saying just to put it more explicitly, if you're thinking about doing this, step one shouldn't be make the hire. Yeah. There should be yeah, more work good. considering yeah. on the front end, yeah. testing your own motives. What do I actually, why do I want to do this? Yeah. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Are we able to empower this person in a way that's going to make this a good thing for them as well as us? Mm-hmm. Like these are all questions you need to have the answers to before you yeah. make a hire. Yeah, yeah. And pray. And pray. Hey, there you go. Well, should we do that? I think we should, man. I'm, right. But I don't know if it's the New Orleans air. I'm just enjoying. I think it's being in this studio. We got, you know, we had Jeremy here sitting with us. I'm not running right. the board, so everything works. I know. This <laughs> is just, it's just like we're like grown ups. Uh, so thank you, Jeremy. And yeah, man, let's pray about this because I think, again, man, I think it goes back to. I do think this matters for the diversity of churches and the diversifying of churches. And I think that's a good desire to have. Uh, yeah. And if you don't have it on your staff, I'm not saying there's nothing in scripture saying it won't happen in the flock, but I just got to get to like, why don't you want it on your staff? Just, that's, that's an important diagnostic question to answer, but it would be a different episode. Wouldn't it? There it would. Let me pray. Father, we thank you um, for this time, for these microphones. Uh, Father, we pray that you would give our churches, our companies, wisdom uh, in how to hire, that we would do so justly. Uh, Father, we want to be just in our dealings. Uh, We know this is a fallen world and that sin and sorrow on some level are inescapable, but help us to minimize that as much as we can. Lord, we pray this episode be useful to those uh, who really do want a good thing, and it would help them go about it in a good way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the folks who will be listening to this, Lord, as some may be in positions of influence to be able to make make hiring decisions for churches or businesses or whatever it is, Lord. 
pray that you give them us wisdom. Hmm. Pray that you give us care. Pray that you help us to care about the right things and to care about people. Um, Lord, we can we can want good things and go about it badly. Hmm. And sometimes we don't want good things. Sometimes hmm. we want bad things. Hmm. So Lord, we just we need your help. We need your work in our hearts uh, and in our minds. And so we ask for you to do that work. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Grace and peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of United We Pray. You can find more information about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com. United We Pray is a donor-supported ministry, and if you are interested in supporting our work, you can find out more information on the website. In prayer.